Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So welcome to Julie Bishop. Julie has quite a diverse background. She started the first UK eco-friendly cleaning business before Green was cool. And since 2011, she founded, um, she's running JobHop, an online platform to connect employees with great companies. Welcome and thank you for joining us, Julie. Hello, thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit of your background and what led job hub. Well, it all started with my last business, really. So uh, I had the environmentally friendly cleaning business. And uh, while I was uh, doing that, we were franchising. So we were franchising across the UK. And I was looking for a particular person to fill a role in the franchise mm-hmm. side of the business. And um, I wasn't having any success. And so this was, uh, uh, oh, God, way back, mm-hmm. way back years and years ago before like social media was like really cool. And um, there was a platform uh, before LinkedIn called Academy that I was uh well, part of. And I started looking at the profiles on there and I thought, well, this is quite cool. I can tap into these profiles, uh, start chatting to these people and, um, you know, start building a talent community of people that could possibly work for me. And that's Mm. where the whole idea come along. And I thought, well, perhaps there's a fun way of doing this where um, people who are looking for work uh, can actually see more than a job description. They can mm. look at the the company, the culture. They can speak to people who work there, not just the employers and the hiring managers. So that's how the whole idea started. And um, then there was LinkedIn, and I want something something different to LinkedIn because LinkedIn was your business networking platform. Now, no, of course, you know, it's, mm. it's a, a platform where recruiters hang out and they um, recruit and candidates find uh, employers on there. But I just wanted something a bit more fun. Um, and then sort of around about 2010, uh, I had created a platform which uh, it was really sort of like you know a sideline you know or what we call a side hustle but it was for fun Mm. and then somebody uh wanted to buy my business so at the time the environmentally responsible cleaning business uh, and the franchises I was approached and I hadn't even thought about selling it so I was approached and they wanted to buy it and after lots and lots of discussions, and it took quite a few months, I then said, yeah, okay, I'm ready to sell. Mm. Uh, and that's when I thought, right, I need to concentrate on job hop now. So, uh, yeah, so since, as you say, 2011, really, uh, the platform job hop has been sort of my uh, main core, my main business. Mm. I love the way when literally the first thing when you described even before launching it, when you was just solving your problem with finding people to work with, um, and you said that there must be a fun way of doing this, and you named the business Job Hop, which is really a 
funny like it really communicates that i love the way that kind of matched matched instantly so tell me a little bit more about the name when at what point because you were like you said you were solving your own problem and and doing that as a side hustle at what what point did you actually name it that and what was that process like oh right okay so i had had the name already uh back in 2010 and everybody at the time was saying to me you shouldn't call it job hop because employers don't like people who job hop and (laughs) at at the time I was my reply to that was um, that perhaps people shouldn't be in jobs for life and I don't foresee Mm. that for the future and I really didn't foresee that and as you know the the future is now here and uh, people do job hop strategically now the sort of the Mm. lifespan of a a job is two to three years Uh, and to keep uh, a really good uh, employee you do have to make sure the culture's great the company's great the training's great the benefits great and also that they have the room to move around within the organization Mm. and whether that's to move sideways or to move up so basically hopping within the organization otherwise there are many more opportunities outside the organization where they can they can go to so yeah I did have a little bit of a um uh a challenge really sort of trying to get people to agree with me about the name initially and then Mm. I also thought uh with with the the name job hop that it was a fun name and I also wanted to make sure that it looks fun the platform looks fun so that's Mm. how the space hopper come into it as well a lot of people (laughs) uh, what 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 why have you got a space hopper um (laughs) the thing is to me and to many other people that I speak to and children and adults they look back at the space hopper as something fun and Mm. the space hopper the space hopper also uh, represents taking a leap taking a leap of faith Mm. sometimes you may be stuck in a position you may be working for an employer that doesn't fully appreciate you so sometimes you need to take that leap so that's why the hopper uh come mm. into it as well and the the color orange is a energetic color and uh it's a fun color and it's bold you know i i think mm. job hoppers are bold so there's a lot of thought that went into all of it and of course it started off as a drawing and then i had uh this is the logo not the um the plan of all behind what job mm. hop means but the logo started off as a drawing and the, the first drawings were awful <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I it was me drawing myself i was drawing people on space hoppers and <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It was crazy, crazy <laughs> drawings. But then eventually I got uh, a designer, graphic designer. I said, look, this is this is my idea. What can you do? And it was so funny. She took it straight back to the basics. And as you, if you look at the site now, it's just mm. a very, very basic hopper, um, little space hopper, an orange, nothing on it. But um, mm. it really goes. So, uh, yeah, so that was the whole thinking behind it. But it's not just, I hadn't just thought, oh, that's a nice logo. Everything mm-hmm. went into that planning of why I wanted 
that name, that logo, and what does it all mean? I hope that explains mm. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it does. And I mean, honestly, when it's quite interesting that like you were doing the eco-friendly cleaning like way, way, way before it was a trend and it was, a you know, became a fashion. Um, and then you had to like explain why do you feel job hopping is not just you know, it's not a bad thing, but like you see, and like you say, now it has become the thing. I mean, rarely somebody gets into a job, especially younger people thinking, oh, I'm going to be here forever. It's like crazy. Like nobody thinks like that anymore. And it wasn't Absolutely. the case. Absolutely. So, and also with, with employers, um, would you really want to take somebody on who's been somewhere else like for 21 years? Because mm. I think, you know, that that particular person would be so institutionalized and stagnant. So mm. to me, having somebody who is what we call a job hopper, they they come into the organization fresh with ideas. They're well connected. You know they're ambitious. Uh, mm. So to me, that I find personally that would be a much better candidate. And mm. you know, job jobs for life rarely, rarely exist now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, even even already it's getting hard to stay in one sort of a lane of, of thing, one activity. People change even that, not just the company, but like completely change their focus. So absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, people pivot. So um, it's, it's more, uh, people more understand now that if you start off as an accountant, but halfway through you want to be in marketing, it's okay to pivot where before mm. I think people would stay in a particular industry because that's what you're supposed to do. You've trained mm. in that for years, but now it's, it's not so sort of frowned upon. You know, if you want, mm. want to change your mind, you want to uh, try something else. And that's, and I think, you know, uh, good employers understand that to keep uh, the good employees um, is to open many opportunities for them. Mm. And it's not just about, uh, you know, working opportunities. Of course, you, training uh, and development is great, but also in other areas, you know, allow, allow employees to try something completely different. So mm. um, it, it gives them the opportunity to find out about other departments and how other departments work, etc. Mm, so, and I do think many more employers are open to that now. Yeah. And uh, there's so many ways now to educate yourself and so many different so so that people can improve or completely change what they're doing if they find out that i mean i, I remember it was like really really odd even i don't know 10 15 years ago like 15 years ago when i had my first business it was an it agency and um we got a copywriter and she just used to, like, every time there was a designer meeting, I would see her, like, she was, you know, looking to, like, what's happening. And, like, eventually she started giving ideas. And I was, eventually I was like, just, you know, we have the software, Photoshop at the time. Now there's even, like, a lot more opportunities in that. But just learn it, do it, and I'll give you a test project. And she ended up being a brilliant, brilliant designer. Literally, she was the best designer that we had. Yeah. And she continued her career after that in design. And, and she yeah. wasn't. So that sort of a thing, nowadays, it's even simpler 
And I think, yeah, it's a, a really good takeaway for for business owners to be open to that. Like you're not going to lose that person if you give them an opportunity to be the best they can be, even if it's not exactly in the, whatever it is you hired them for. Yeah, absolutely. And I do believe that with job titles, uh, that sometimes you're given a job title and you're expected just to do that job. But it's, mm. it would be brilliant if uh, employees can try many different things within the organisation because mm. it really helps understanding. I mean, they may not want to. They may just want to do that particular job that they've been hired for. But as you say, with your person that was looking and uh, pining to do a bit of designing, um, you've opened a, a new door for her. And that person's probably stayed a lot longer than they would have done because mm. of what you've done for them. Mm, definitely. Yeah. And again, another positive uh, way of looking at job hopping uh, for employers, um, I think it's it's like almost it's a compliment to yourself if you are okay taking on people who you know are not going to stay at any cost. It, it's like they have to choose you day after day after day, which means that your company and your culture and everything has to be on top level, which, you know, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And also, if you are an employer who uh, may understand or understands that uh, sometimes you might not be able to offer that employee the next position, but mm. They will probably go somewhere else, but you keep the door open for them because if you're a great company, one day they might want to come back. When they come back, they'll have new ideas, new connections, and new mm. input to the organization. So it's about le leaving the door open. Sometimes you have to realize that a particular employee may want to go further than what you can offer them. Mm but always yeah, leave the door open for them. Absolutely. And you've been doing that. It's crazy how quickly time goes because when I was preparing and I was looking at how oh, you launched in 2011, and I was like, oh, that's a you know, couple of years. And I'm like, no, no, that's not a couple of years. That's a, that's a decade. Yes. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. So that's been quite some time. How do you feel um, HR generally has changed? You know, how the, the way people look for jobs, the way people get hired, the way like interviews go? How, how do you feel that has changed over those 10 years? Well, first of all, job hopping is uh, more acceptable and uh, it, it's nearly always trending on TikTok these days. People <laughs> talking about job hopping, which is good. Um, I do believe now that employers are really working hard towards um, improving their employer brands and mm. making sure that their company culture is right and understanding that um, healthy employees are only going to benefit their organizations more. So uh, to do with uh, physical health and mental mm. health. So there's a lot of work going into that area from many employee employers rather. And um, of course, the pandemic has changed a lot mm. with how uh, employers recruit. Uh, so before the online interview, that was, um, you know, not so common. And mm. now, 
there's you know nothing wrong with doing an online uh, interview. Mm. I'll come back to that in a minute because there are risks around that that mm. HR have to be aware of. Um, and then also with employers that uh, recruiting locally isn't such a big deal anymore. They can mm. recruit globally. Now, that is uh, good and bad because if you get uh, a small local area who's always been able to recruit the locals and uh, now these locals can work remotely mm. anywhere around the world, that local area is struggling to recruit. Mm. So, you know, there there are good and bad from this. And then going back to the online interviews, I don't know if you've heard about baiting and switching. So mm. um, there is uh, cases of hiring managers or uh, 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 recruiters having an interview with who they think they are having mm. an interview with, who they're going to employ, but it's actually a stand-in. So somebody who's been paid to stand in and answer the questions. Wow. So because, <laughs> because, you know, there's a lot of remote working going on. Sometimes mm. the uh, employer never really gets to meet the person that they've hired. So mm. HR really has to sort of take all that into consideration. And I think HR also needs to really step up their game on where people are working from home for uh, long hours. I know there's hybrid working, but there are still many people working from home sort of every day. Um, mm. Making sure that their mental health is okay, making sure that they feel part of the organization and um, making sure simple things that they're sitting correctly because mm. a lot of people working from home could be slouching over their bed and working and mm. they haven't got the uh, setup in, in, you know, that's going to help them um, have a healthy spine. Oh, and also physical exercise. They may be sitting all day. They're not commuting anymore uh, and just literally becoming unhealthy while they work. Mm. So there, there are lots of uh, things to think about. So the pandemic has moved things on a lot uh, for the good, but there's also the negatives as well. Mm. I love you brought that up. I haven't actually even thought about that because like everybody was like looking more at the positive. Well, I, I guess it was because there was the negative already deal with the pandemic, we were looking for the positive to sort of highlight, yeah, but look, now we can work from home and that can continue as a trend. And it was proved to many companies that were kind of not really sold on people working from home. They, they got the proof that, yes, people can work from home. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a great point you raised there that you still have to um, take care of those people, even though they're not in the office. Like, do they have everything they need? Are they... Even the fact that I find that with myself when, you know, when I work from home, you think you may work less, but actually the opposite happens, especially if you love your job, you find yourself working like crazy hours that you wouldn't have done in the office. Oops, I have books falling. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes. And also, the, I think, um, especially if you do love your work, uh, which you'd hope that every person you employ mm. absolutely loves their work because they're going to be 
so much more productive. But then there's that point where instead of them commuting to work, they may just get out of bed and go straight to work at their desk. Mm. So uh, yeah. and then, you know, if they, they are not doing anything else, they may think, oh, I might just stay here and just carry mm. on working. So, yeah, there, there, there is that concern that um, there's burnout and also uh, mm. it's creating unhealthy workers. Yeah. So that's a great point and a great takeaway for any business owner that, you know, even if you don't see those people in the office, that's still your responsibility or should be a concern at least how their, you know, how is their physical and mental health at home? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I do, I, as I said, I do, I do believe there are, a lot, a lot of good, but there's, well, you know, there there are some bad. You know, some things like uh, um, baiting and switching is is mm. bad. But um, and the other things, uh, just to, I think HR needs to be more aware of. Absolutely, mm, definitely. So, where like uh, changes some of the changes over the past uh, ten years, and especially the last, let's say, I guess two or three, we see a lot of um, artificial intelligence. That's kind of a digital acceleration up across any any fields. How has that affected HR, and how do you see affected in, affecting it in the future? I I believe uh, AI will help a lot so a lot of people think oh we're going to be out of jobs now because of artificial <laughs> intelligence but I don't think that that is the case AI will uh, take on a lot of uh, the mundane jobs and then allow HR employers recruiters to be uh, doing the more human stuff mm. so uh, I, I, I don't believe AI will be literally taking over everything um I still believe that when you get to a point of uh, interviews, that you still have to have that human-human connection. Of course, AI may be there to help qualify at the beginning, but again, Mm -hmm. we have to be careful with that because uh, you don't want to uh, create bias AI Mm. because AI is only an outcome of what is inputted by humans. So Mm -hmm. we do have to, I mean, I don't know whether you um, uh, heard of the case of Amazon, that's quite a few years ago, but uh, they were having AI uh, do a a lot of the work and uh, AI was literally delivering CVs um which was were, were not diverse at all mm-hmm. so um so yeah so you have to be aware of that um but if AI can help with with the the more mundane work then definitely it's it would be great uh and i think that is the case you know many many employers are using that i mean you'll see everywhere like chatbots so mm-hmm. um when mm-hmm. you go on to a career site you'll have a little chatbot come up uh, mm-hmm. and you can talk to the chatbots and it'll start qualifying you uh as you answer those questions so all of that that's good uh little chatbots for Booking in uh, dates, that's all, all great. There has been, I've worked with um, a, an AI company called Web Spiders, and uh, we were using a bot called Gecko. And what Gecko mm. does, uh, it, it takes the candidate through a journey. So um, the candidate 
actually speaks to the robot, the bot, mm. uh, and doesn't actually see anybody. So for some candidates, that would be quite off-putting because they're not seeing any body speak back to them so it'll mm. just come up on the screen the interview questions and that candidate in a set amount of time has to answer those questions now the the bots were very good at qualifying uh and what it what it does it works on um eye pupils if your eye pupils uh, mm. dilate or look surprised or if you have um uh, sort of uh, twitch, uh, twitch going on. Uh, it mm. will monitor that. If you look nervous, if you hesitate a lot, it will monitor that. So um, all of those are taken into consideration. Now we did do a test. There was Gecko, the Gecko bot, and also uh, me as a recruiter. Uh, doing it the, let's say, old-fashioned way. Mm -hmm. And we both come up, the bots and myself, come up with the candidates, the same candidate wow. that we wanted to put. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the bot was very, very good, but the feedback from candidates was that they just felt a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. um, there were a couple that were absolutely fine with it. They were absolutely fine talking to the screen, talking to no one. Mm. Uh, however, <laughs> there, there were the others that said that they felt a bit uneasy and um, it didn't feel natural. But mm -hmm. I do believe going forward, you know, people will start to find that as normal in mm. many cases because um, there are always going to be uh employers, uh, uh, companies looking for ways to uh, limit the workload. And that that is one, one of the ways. Mm. Now, what would happen then is once the bot has selected the, the right candidates to go forward, then they should be invited to have proper human to human interaction. Mm. So that's, yeah. that's why I, I do believe AI is there to um, help ever such a lot. But I do think that in the end, it comes still comes down to that human-human mm. interaction between hiring manager, recruiter, employer, and candidates. Mm. So, yeah, it, it is more to, to simplify um, the work, but not completely replace that human connection. It, it's funny, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. And I can totally see, like, I don't know, even for, for us, like 10, 15 years ago, having meetings, you know, like that online, that was weird. That was, yeah. you know, awkward. And, and I mean, everybody was nervous and you're not nervous going out talking to people. So um, I'm sure, like you said, you know, most of, most of the candidates were nervous and it felt weird not talking to somebody. Not to mention that I'm sure uh, those type of technologies, they can absolutely have some virtual, you know, made up person talking instead of just a blank screen. And that would yeah, probably help. Absolutely. And as we go forward, that will be the case, you know, when you mm. look at the metaverse. Um, mm. The the fact that uh, we'll be able to put uh, a headset on and the VR and actually be in a room with somebody, mm. but not. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah. all quite exciting. And actually be able to see around a workplace. 
Mm. And, you know, actually see where you'll be working without actually being in the building. So that's all exciting and that's all to come. So, you know, HR have got a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots of technologies oh to, to, to learn. Yeah, because you're thinking about just, oh, that, that's going to be fun. And then you think, uh, yeah, well, so there you go. I mean, you, you're going to have all the mundane tasks removed and you're going to have new ones. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely. Because yeah. obviously, yeah, it's going to be the HR's work to you know, strategize and organize all that process, regardless of whether it's online or offline. So that's still yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So different, totally different new uh, interview experiences and uh, workplace viewing experiences. So instead of like going on to uh, YouTube to watch a video of uh, uh, the workplace, you'll be able mm. to put on the VR set and be in the workplace. So uh, yeah, so exciting stuff to come. Wonderful, yeah, that's a that's a that's very exciting. Um, so what or where? Yeah, what type of companies? What type of uh, people can you help with with uh, job hop? Uh, so primarily, we uh, started off as uh, digital. So we were looking at placing. Um, or matching rather uh, companies and uh, talent in the digital arena. So that would be, you know, web developers, uh, SEO, um, digital marketing, uh, content creators, et cetera, et cetera. But um, as time's gone on, you know, we, we've got more and more um, salespeople, uh, store managers. and mm. So it has um attracted many different types of people so not just not just digital but primarily it because it it's it was that fun place to go to network with employers it was uh you know that that digital uh um area that we were concentrating on mm. but now there's you know as I said, many different types. I mean, even um, we've got uh, a veterinary college on there. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's 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 very sort of like acro- across the, the the mix, really. Mm. And you you work in the UK, yes. So it's just, or, so it's it's just, just UK. UK. So it's a, a UK platform. So mm. again, when we started, um, it was all about keeping talents within the UK. Mm. And again, you know, I mean, that's even the harder now because uh, with remote working, anyone can work anywhere in the world. Mm. So, uh, so when it when we started, it was about um, st- keeping our people in the UK and how to be an attractive employer that they wouldn't mm. want to go and work abroad somewhere. Mm. Um, but now you can w- work abroad just from your dining room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, becoming for employees, I guess it's more and more challenging. Yeah. Yes, it's so much more challenging. Yeah. So uh, I do think, you know, uh, that in employers have to and many do but they do have to realize that to keep and attract or retain and attract uh, great employees then they have to do so much Mm, absolutely 
And it's wonderful. The money. Oh no, it's not. By far, I think more and more it's uh, we are getting to 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 be the case for everyone. And like you you mentioned, you know, people are a lot more aware of um, how important. I mean, how much time do you spend at work, and how important it is that you actually enjoy what you're doing, and you feel appreciated, and uh, you feel cared for as well, and you feel you have some you know space to develop and develop and grow within the company, which wasn't the case even not so long ago. It was like I got a job, I'm happy. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, definitely. And uh, even, you know, you look at, um, when we look at employer brand, that it used to be the case years and years and years ago that uh, if you had uh, a bad experience with uh, an, an interview as a candidate, then you may just say to your family, oh, God, that was awful. They, they weren't mm. very nice. But now mm. you have a bad interview experience, you'll tell everybody. You could go mm. online and tell like thousands of people. You can go into a little group and tell thousands of people. Mm. Um, and you know, that is damaging for an employer brand. So Absolutely. employers have to realize that it's not just about their employees that they've already got. It's about every the way they they talk to people online every mm. even customers um could be potential employees or customers mm. could no potential employees so um you you don't want them thinking bad of your employer mm. brand so yeah so it's it's there's a lot for them to do a lot for them to think about mm, yeah and that that's a nice kind of um finish i guess if we bring it back to brand you mentioned employer brand that's something that um because you, you have so often people go oh i have a logo that's my brand or i have a name that's my brand i have it's so much more and i talk to different um guests that i have about different aspects but that's definitely one that should not at all be um overlooked to the not just you know it's everything it's everywhere oh. brand is everywhere and people should be aware of it so yeah it's as you mentioned something that i haven't thought about not just the people that work for you because obviously more than before nowadays as well like every person that works for you is in a way a continuation of your brand with whatever they go whatever they talk however they talk about that brand and Absolutely. even however they behave like people judge the brand based on that yeah um but also yeah like what you just said even people that just come for an interview and you may never see them again that is still important absolutely so important i'll never forget years and years and years ago this shows you how old i am uh, <laughs> i went for a marketing job with a uh, famous coffee brand and uh, i didn't get it which i was like a bit upset I think I, I, you know, well, I know I wasn't experienced enough for what they wanted. Um, however, I got a lovely letter, and this was mm. the days before sort of like emails. Mm. <laughs> I got a lovely, that's how old I am. <laughs> I, got <a> lovely, <laughs> I got a lovely letter from them and a big jar of coffee. And I was like, oh, my <gasps> God. They lovely. One day, I really want to work for them. So you know, mm. it was it was just so so nice. And mm. uh, and I think more employers should be like that. Sort of like realize mm. that you know, having an interview with somebody, you still 
got to make sure that they go away, even if they don't get the job, that mm. they go away and say good things about your company. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end the interview. <laughs> Thank okay. you for making the time. Last thing, where can people reach you? Oh, okay. So you can go to the website, which is jobhop.co.uk, or you can, I'm on uh, social media, of course, so uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. So you can just put in jobhop and you'll you'll come across me. And uh, if you wanted to email, you can just email me, Julie, at jobhop.co.uk. Wonderful. Thank you. You could write write me a letter. (laughs) Yeah. No, as you were saying that you got that letter, I was thinking, that's nice. The letters were nice. I think the kids now won't even get the concept, I'm thinking now. I remember we used to have like pen pals and we used to, I used to write to a girl in, in the U.S., and I think kids now, if you tell them, like, you're going to what? You're going to write that and it's going to arrive in a week? And then they're going to respond? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, when you wait for another yeah. week to see whether they, you get a letter back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I Amazing, think that's, that's, that's... Yeah, everything's so fast now. Very, yeah. I mean, even... even phones like the, the concept of uh, the, the the normal phones not the mobile phones i think they they find that weird yeah. yes yeah normal phones like yeah. a life before phones like before, yeah. before mobile phones it's just right. what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you no so I, I did that yeah sorry yeah we, we, i'm supposed to stop the recording <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> i was like yeah we stopped the recording let's just a bit about this <laughs> No, stop. And now. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.